And we are back. This is Moving Forward with Young Voices on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. And we're very pleased to welcome Emma Ayers. Did I get your name correct, Emma? It's Ayers, but Ayers works too. Ayers. Ayers. Okay. I, I, hopefully I only need the one correction. You are a Young Voices <laughs> contributor, and, and you have a really, I think, fascinating message to talk about today. But before we get to your message, fill in some of the blanks for us and tell us just a little bit about who you are and what makes you tick. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I am the managing editor of Invoices, actually. Um, and, you know, I, I, I wrote a piece in USA Today that I think was, you know, pretty timely considering the political discourse that we are in right now about um, student debt and kind of kind of the value of school. Um, I grew up in northeastern Tennessee. Uh, I'm a, a bit of a hillbilly, even though I don't really sound like it. <laughs> I'm just making myself sound nice for radio. Um and, you know, I, I picked an alternate route from the, the traditional four-year school. Um, I went to community college the first couple years, and then I ended and trailed out with the last two at a university. Um, and it, it, I, I don't regret it uh, most, in most ways, um, especially now when I feel like uh, I have a lot of financial decisions that I have to make as a young adult, and I'm not completely saddled with huge um, student debt and the way that I feel like a lot of my peers are. And that's not me gloating. I, I hate that for them. Um, but I think that uh, I kind of have a, a pretty unique perspective on, on this, considering I've, I've done both. I've, I've done community college and four-year. Um, and also, I really like college, and I don't think that we should completely get rid of the idea that people should go to college. So uh, that's sort of my background a little bit. Brian. Okay. Sometime I'm going to have to get you and uh, Isaac Morehouse in the same room and uh, <laughs> we'll talk about college versus praxis and that kind of stuff. But student debt, uh, look, this is, this is very relevant to my interest. I have a son who is uh, currently attending a four-year university and I see how hard he works not to take on student debt. And I'm curious from your experience, Emma, how much pressure is there? How easy is it made for students to take on student loans in order to, to continue their education? Oh, Brian, it's so easy. It's, it's insane the, the kind of messages that are sent to students, um, allowing them to think that it's going to be fine to just pay off debt after they get out of college. You know, there's this, there's this idea that we're, it's so easy to buy into that says, you have a degree, you're going to have a good job that's going to make it so easy for you to pay off debt. And that's the thing, think about it. It's the same kind of message that's sold to doctors. Um, and, and those are people that take on, you know, 40 times more debt than I ever will. Um, and they have to, and they make so much more money than I ever will, but they have to pay off for so many years. And I guess we just don't think about that. Um, also, when you compare like the, the earnings that we're going to make compared to that of those who are paying off for 10 years or more insane uh I, I, and it's it's just such a it's such a terrible thing i think especially for you know an economy of millennial millennial economy that's already really struggling um you know that that that's something that we were sold and we bought into um and so i don't you know i i'm not of the persuasion that says you know everybody that went to college and took on debt is an idiot obviously not it was you know it was told to me too i um, you know, I went to community college, not 
willingly. <laughs> I didn't want to. I my my parents. Uh, I had two two older sisters. I still do. Um, they're alive. Um, who took on a lot of debt to go to Fordham University. Uh, and my my dad was just tired of it. By the time they got done, he was like, I'm never doing it again. Absolutely not. Um, and so I felt really gypped uh, whenever he said, look, unless, you know, you get a free ride, then I'm not I'm not paying for it. Um, but looking back, it was just absolutely the best decision. So what did you do? Obviously, you weren't you weren't willing to sign on the dotted line and take the path of least resistance. How did you uh, how did you end up putting yourself through school? Yeah. So, yeah. So, like I said, I did the two years of community college live at home um, and I worked. So I did. I held a couple part time jobs during school as I worked at a bookstore, um, a Christian bookstore, which is why my USA Today piece was I was selling Bibles because I was but at a, at a bookstore. Um, and then I took on a, another part time job at a Jewish bagel shop downtown and I did a lot of grunt work and it was awful, but I learned a lot. Um, and you know, looking back, I'd do it again. Uh, it was great. It was a great learning experience. And I, I, I did a lot of, um, self-learning. I was homeschooled in high school. And so I kind of had already learned how to do that already. Um, and that is a a skill that has just proven invaluable to me, no matter whether I'm in school or not, um, just being able to teach myself and, and any sort of gaps that I had in my learning with community college, which I certainly did. Um, I, I was able to fill in more willfully and understand for myself what I needed to learn to get where I wanted to be. Um, and then, you know, I, I went to a, uh, less expensive private school. Um, it, it was a school in state. So I got in in state tuition. And then even when I was there, um, I worked either as a barista and then I got, um, position of, of editor in chief of our school's paper, which gave me a pretty considerable, uh, scholarship. And so there were aspects of that experience, too, that really mirrored that of my community college um, experience. And so, yeah, pretty much worked the whole time. Was happy I did it. It gave me a lot of really good experience that ended up landing me the job I have now. This, this is making me feel good because I've, I've given my kids the speech so many times. Now, this is why you've got to study hard, get good grades, so you can get into a good school and have a life of hard work and happiness. <laughs> no, actually, yeah. you, you, it sounds like you did, though. You found happiness along the way. And, and let's talk about the, the college experience, the university experience. Um, you say that you found that it's, it's worthwhile. I know, I know some people question, do we even need degrees at this time? What do you say? Yeah, I mean... You know, I'm not the kind of person that says that people shouldn't go to college. Certainly, people need to go to college. We have to have the liberal arts. I don't want to abolish the liberal arts. They have so much value. Um, you know, in a in a in a in a world that we want the the things that liberal arts bring to the table, uh, we have to have. You know, beauty, um, story, narrative, those kind of things. We have to allow those things to persist. Um, and largely those are, those are taught through tradition, um, that is handed down by, by academia, um, through our academic elites. And I'm happy to have those people. The, the problem is that so many people think that that's where they belong when they, when they don't, you know, it's so crazy to me how many of my friends, including myself had no idea what we wanted to do when we went to school. (laughs) And if, and unless you have an idea, it, it, it kind of doesn't make a ton of sense, um, but if, if you feel drawn and you feel pulled toward that, um, toward liberal arts and, and toward an education that's going to further those sort of traditions that we want, I want you there. Like, absolutely do it. Um, but the sort, of, the sort of myth that we're sold that says that we all belong 
and in a liberal arts institution just, just isn't true. And there's so many other, I think, satisfactory degrees and, you know, education experiences that people could have had uh, looking back that would have made them more fulfilled, made them richer, um, made them ha- let them have better lives um, than that of than that of the liberal arts and mass. Okay, here's kind of an off the wall question, but since you brought up liberal arts, I, I feel like you're speaking my language here. What's what's it all about? Is is that education about uh, you know making a good living and you know acquiring the proper titles and toys and accoutrements to show success, or is it about something larger in in involving uh, how you are going to impact the world? Yeah, I mean it, it just depends for different people, right? Um, you know there there are so many people who are going to bring beauty and wonderful understanding to this world who will never enter the liberal arts. Um, you know, they're going to be doing a job which is better suited for them and for their lifestyle that is going to help them impact their community in a much larger way than they ever would if they were saddled with a liberal arts degree that they were paying off for years on end. Um, you know, but the, the, the liberal arts in and of itself, the way we should be understanding it is to say, you know, we need to have a good, robust um, system of, of curricula that allows us to think about the tradition of our, our country, the tradition of our world. Um, and, I, you know, I, as a conservative, I'm really troubled by the trajectory of the liberal arts. Um, I'd also note that I uh, would, you know, I would say that um, we should take a lot of those qualities that are currently in the liberal arts and inject them into our high school experience. Um, you know, so many people are upset about the quality of our high school education. And I think a lot of the problems that are, that we have in both, you know, higher education and in high school, those things could be solved by sort of melding the way we understand both, um, you know, and that's a whole other conversation, but I think it's one worth having. All right. Emma Ayers, I appreciate your time. She is an Appalachian journalist and managing editor of Young Voices, and, and your message is a fantastic one. We'll have a link to your article in USA Today on uh, the Fed by Ravens Media uh, website. Thanks again. Thank you so much, Brian. All right. We're going to shift gears here momentarily. We'll be uh, joining James Chernowski, who is a policy analyst for Libertas, as well as a Young Voices contributor. We've got some important things to talk about what might be ahead for the FCC when we return after these messages. 